Hey guys, my name is Destiny. And my name is Megan. And we're two black girls. At a predominantly white institution. Trying to survive. At a predominantly white institution. And here's latest tea. At a predominantly white institution. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 51 of Black Girl Magic. Yeah, hello. I hope everyone's well. First, before we get into this topic, we want to say thank you to everybody who decided to listen. This took a lot of time and a lot of effort to put together, and it's something that we really care about. I also just want to say, on behalf of both of us, just thank you for all the support thus far. Exactly. We have noticed a phenomena, um, probably dating back, I want to say, until junior high school, so when we were like 13, 14 years old, just growing up in New York City, that there is fascination obsession maybe appreciation and oftentimes appropriation of black culture that we see amongst white boys in our age group so from 18 to 25 even from as young as like you know 15 16 17 and it's something that we think deserves time to be talked about because a lot of black people are silently, I would say, angry and annoyed by it. And right now, no Black person needs to be either of those things. We believe um, this topic is often pushed under the rug, and I think it gets overlooked a lot. But I think we decided to just shed light and amplify more voices beyond Megan and I's. And so we decided to kind of reach out to friends and family family that um, they share similar views in regards to this topic. We want this podcast to be a resource, a tool that one, black girls can send out to, you know, white people that they feel like are literally appropriating their black culture. And like, they don't feel the energy or like they're too mad or like too sad or frustrated to like put it into their own words. So this podcast is specifically for you, that black person... We want you to click on this podcast and literally just say, bro, can you please listen to this podcast? This is how I feel when you sag your pants as a white boy. This is how I feel when you change the way that you speak and you sound a little bit too black for a white boy. Listen to this podcast because this is about to shed light on, I want to say, 15 people, 15 black people right now and their opinion on white boys that love our black culture a little bit too much. Yeah, so when I when I see boys try to go ahead and act as a way that they were not brought up, it kind of really does frustrate me because you, we black people have a culture that is ours, you know, and everybody wants to go ahead and be like black people. But when it comes down to it, they really don't want to be black, black, being black comes with so much. And I don't think people of the Caucasians, you know, they understand that. At the end of the day, for me, it reminds me of how privileged you are on this planet, on in this country as a white man, it's that you can talk the way that I speak, that I was told not to speak by teachers because they, I, I would be perceived as, you know, stupid and stuff like that. It reminds me that you have a choice and I didn't growing up. Not like the, we are trained like as young, like black women and black men, when you go somewhere, you carry yourself a certain way because, you know, you don't want to be looked at as this quote unquote ghetto or, you know, what I'm saying like, quote unquote, like you have no home training or you weren't raised right, things like that. And these kids are leaving their house and putting on that persona because they know it's not going to affect them negatively. I think it's sad that kids like black kids have to learn how to change 
when they're going like into professional settings and white people are just kind of like they're forcing that change upon themselves to fit into a culture that doesn't even belong to them in the first place. They're dressing a certain way. They're changing the way they speak to kind of match what they're hearing, I guess, in like white rappers or TV shows is like what they want to emulate. And I think it's really ridiculous and completely unfair because society is never going to see them as that threat. We are a group of people that are originally like marginalized. It's like the low of the low. And I think one thing that black people hold to heart is our culture. To know that this is probably the one thing we can grasp and have control of and create. And to know that the people who literally steal it away capitalize on. It's almost just like a what, like what, like what? If, if it was a white person around me doing shit like that and he's like trying to, you know, make music with me, trying to be cool like that white person around me, I'm going to let him know like, straight up. Like, I don't fuck with that shit. Like, nigga, you live in a big-ass house. Like, bro, I know you. You feel me? And it's very unfair to have that privilege to turn it off when you want, but it's our reality. Like, it's, like, literally our reality. Like, our vernacular is just our reality, and this all stems from, like, a very, like, tough history. And when you don't understand the struggle that black people have gone through for centuries... The pain we have gone through, the struggle that we continue to go through, it might not be as harsh, but it's just as dangerous. You could just, you could lose your life just as fast. So if you don't understand it, don't think you could just sit here and act like you're a part of that culture. If you, you know, post on Instagram, you got a J in your mouth, you're sticking up the middle finger, you know, and you're sagging your pants and, you know, if you're a white boy and you do that, you're not seen as a threat. If you are a black boy and you do that, you could end up like Elijah McClain. You could end up like Breonna Taylor. You, the list goes on, bro. And you will never, ever, ever have to stress about that. So when I see your Instagram picture of you posted up looking just a little bit too hood, a little bit too black, I'm reminded that if that were my brother, if that were my cousin, they could get shot and die. Because, like, it hurt my feelings a little bit because, like, yo, I really got to carry myself a certain way. But, like, when I see these white people, they could talk however they want to talk. Nobody say nothing to them. They could talk ghetto, proper. Nothing's going to happen. But when we start talking ghetto, we want to put a curse, swing. That's when we're the ghetto person. Oh, why he acting hood? She's she's ratchet. You feel me? And a lot of them will be like, well, like, you know, my black friend, like my black friend says it's okay. Like, let me tell you something. I'm not going to judge that black boy. Like right now, you can see the like the, the white people who are more confident in what they're doing and like in their thievery, like they have a black person backing them right there. They do. All of, all, all, they have a black person back them, and that's their resource. That's their reference point. When you say something to them, so, well, so-and-so said I'm valid. It's also just a result of the brainwashing, like I said, like the white indoctrination of our people, making it seem like, oh, like we can take whatever we want and it's fine. So, like, of course, you're hesitant to say, like, hey, why it's wrong for white people to be capitalizing on a culture. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we're, we're brainwashed into thinking, like, we were taught in elementary and middle school and high school in our textbooks to to idolize white people who went into a space that didn't belong to them and completely destroyed it. That's who we're supposed to idolize, right? Columbus, whatever. So when white people are coming into our culture, like we're taught to not question it because it's like, oh, like 
That's what they do. But no, it's a problem. Like, I'm not going to even waste time explaining or bashing the black boy who justifies the white boy who appropriates black culture because that black boy is trying to survive and I don't blame him. Yeah, and I I try so hard in every way not to judge black people and I know for that black boy, he may know it's wrong, he may not know it's wrong, but either way, it, it's his way of surviving. Like, regardless of whether he allows his white friends to do this or if he's similar to us and just on the complete other side, he feels his blackness just as much as we do and he just has to survive. So I don't judge him for it. And it's like, where we grow up with this immense amount of pressure to make sure we fit societal standards? And even then we don't fit, but then you automatically fit. You have such a strong you know, position of power, then get to use what makes me not fit and still win. And so you take the parts that make you seem a little bit cooler and fresher and closer without getting too close. It's like how you treat, like, animals at the zoo. (laughs) Like, you want to learn about them, but you don't want to get in the enclosure with them. It's like... You guys, you know, you wear your saggy pants, you wear your do-rags, you know, you smoke weed, you're doing all these stereotypical black things that black people are shunned for. And then you go home to a mother and a father that have a PhD... You have a big-ass brownstone, a backyard, a dog, a credit score of 780. Like, you have all these things that black people struggle to have. You have the all resources. these great things. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't, bro, it's not fair. That's what pisses me off. Fuck them white boys. If you as a white person believe that you want to sag your pants and you have no reason to do that. You have nothing to prove. You have no one to protect. Right. You're just doing it just to just to look cool. You 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 you're trying to make a joke out of people's real real life struggle. Next time you decide you want to portray some shit, understand that. Let's be honest. So many black people try to make it out the hood. Just try to be something big. Make their family proud, trying to make be a rapper or a basketball player, and they fail. And now they have no backup plan. They don't got their they daddy's money to fall back on. They don't got bonds that they their parents then invested. They don't got none of that. You do it so freely, so carelessly. And when I see you do it without thinking twice, it reminds me of all the times when I had to think twice as a young black girl growing up in this country. I had to think four times. You know, you carelessly step out of line and you don't look back. A lot of black culture is born out of struggle. And the point you made about them being able to turn it off, I think that's where the lack of empathy really comes into play. And for them to kind of assume that identity is kind of almost like a costume. So I just think back to growing up and being like being a little black girl and kind of having, you know, we have very different conversations at the table, like, you know, our upbringing it's like, make sure you're, you dress this or you, know, you dress this way or you say that. Uh, don't do that. That's, you know, not a good look for you. Like, it's just like little things that I feel like gets overlooked and why people are like, why can't I say the N word? Like, isn't that cool? Like, or it's just in a song. And it's, it's like you like clearly don't understand. Like, you clearly don't understand like where it comes from. The only question that just came to mind, truthfully, was why? But that'd be the same question I have with, like, the word, the N-word. Like, 
All right, bro, but why why do you want to see it though? Like what's your fascination like what's your want for that? Like I say it as you feel me as a term of endearment, but why do you feel like because you know it's wrong to say that you like why do you feel entitled to say that? And and, and then with that entitlement, where's your respect? Like don't you if we friends and I'm telling you that that's an open cut, why would you wanna but then, in the same breath, if I have to ask why, then I think, you're not really my friend. But they steal it with such ease, you know? Like, they take the music, they take the dancing, they rep these Black athletes in the NFL and the NBA, but are so quiet when their lives are actually on the line. White people don't have to live in that fear every day, um, and, like, haven't been socialized to have to live with that fear, and so they... I think that allows them to be feel free to like, you know, get involved in this culture and this culture because it doesn't really matter. It's just like another thing. And we just like the fact matters in America, black people don't have that right. Um, And that is like, you know, that is the the worst thing is that we don't have the right to really express ourselves in our own culture. But white people can do that and feel perfectly, you know, cool with it and not have any like real survival based like ramifications. And so when you choose to kind of ignore that, but we like, on a daily basis, we have to constantly make sure, you know, we're on our tippy toes with every other like situation. That that's frustrating. We have all of what it means to be black, and these people can just take the what pick and choose what they want. Read the room. <laughs> Actually, read the room. It's not fair. And when I see you doing it, that's all I think about. This is not fair. Some people think privilege is about what you have, but a lot of people don't understand it's about what you didn't have to go through. Black people have developed these slangs and, you know, different ways of speaking because of the gross and just like social injustice that we had making our way in this country. It's one thing to to like it and respect it and, you know, support it. But it's another thing to take that away from other people and try to claim that for your own. Even, like, when I see on, like, Snapchat or Instagram, it's, like, these big frat parties listening to, like, all these rappers, top of their lungs screaming these words, and it's, like, you don't know where that stems from. You have a privilege that these people don't have, my people don't have. You have the ability to do that and code switch and face no repercussions. Let's just be mindful of what you do. Um, you have your own culture. Go dibble and dabble in that. Like, this actually comes from real life, like, death, like, struggle, like, tough times. And you guys just take it. Like, that in itself is something you need to just reflect on. Because I can't take off my blackness. Like, you take off that do-rag, you take off that grill, you take off them Jordans. You can take that all off, and you can be your own little person but when at the end of the day when i come home i can't wash off my blackness like i'm always gonna be black you cannot come and go as you please when this is my reality that's not fair that's not fair that you can be two people when i can, i'm always gonna be this a black girl in their eyes like take a moment to just understand um, again like you can't pick and choose when you want to support someone you have to if you're going to support them you need to ride with them the whole way through and it's like if someone does something you need to speak out on it Because it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people sad. 
it makes people frustrated, angry. You're making black people sad, frustrated, and angry. That's, that's such a ridiculous claim to be a guest in a culture. Like, why is that something that's glorified? You're a guest, so you get you get to take what you want. When you're a guest at a hotel, don't you only get the benefits? You stay, you get the good stay, and then you're peacing out. Do you deal with when the hotels start going under and going to bankruptcy and they can't do this and they can't? No, because you're a guest. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they're only coming in when it benefits them. There might be black people that don't mind. There might be black people that like it. And there might be black people who don't like it. So now you're cognizant of the black people who don't like it, right? What are you going to do? Are you still going to live your life the way that you're living it? Sagging pants, wearing your do-rag, knowing damn well you made 20, you make 20 people uncomfortable? Don't call, Maybe don't call yourself an ally then. Don't call yourself an ally to every black person then. You being raised, being told not to act a certain way, act your true self. Right. And then seeing other people act that way, like fearlessly, like not giving a fuck like that's fucking disheartening. Like what? I can't even be myself, but they can take, you know, my shit. I don't know. And they're, it's cool for them. It's, it's, it's some weird, toxic shit that goes on with black kids. Seeing shit like that. So also, I think it's beneficial that this podcast is being made for you is because now that you know that you're doing wrong, like, what can you do right? You have so much power in this country, so much power in this world as a white man. Go out there and make it better for us, bro. <laughs> yeah, you are the highest of the high. Like, don't just engage with black people for their culture. Like, actually try to change something. A lot of the things that you're doing, you may not necessarily get consequences for, but there's other get consequences for it simply because of how they look. So you should be mindful in what you do. Um, I would just prefer that you just don't do it at all, just to avoid it. Use your privilege. That's the last thing I have to say. If you love our black culture so much, I really do hope that you're out there educating yourself and using your privilege in this country to ensure that black people are not oppressed in any type of way. Please. That's all I have to say to y'all. Call it out. Call it out when you see it. Use your privilege. It's quite powerful. This call for help is actually real. Don't disengage with black people for their culture. Period. No matter what shape or form it is, no matter what past you got. Absolutely. Fully our reality, fully a struggle. Fully everything, bro. Just fix it. It's for the white people trying to copy and be me. That's nothing new. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to be myself and not die.